Hello, 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 my true crime people. This is Jenny. Welcome to Mommy's Crime Time. And I am so excited to finally be able to make this podcast, to be able to tell you guys about this because I have waited oh so freaking long to be able to tell that this case has gotten closure. I'm beyond ecstatic. Although it is a very, very, very heartbreaking case, it's been 21 years in the making and closure is what we finally needed. And with that closure comes the most important thing, which is justice. The case that I'm talking about is Baby Michael. If you don't know who Baby Michael is, this happened on March 3rd of 1999 when this poor infant was found dead on the side of the road in Cumberland County, North Carolina. So I'll give you some backstory on it, kind of explain what happened and why this is such a wonderful thing. Now, as I said, on March 3rd, 1999, there was a soldier, Neil Fowler, driving down the road in the Grace Creek area outside of Hope Mills on Kennedy Pond Road. Now, Kennedy Pond Road is about four miles outside of Fayetteville, and it's like literally five miles off I-95. So it's very, very close to the interstate. And he's seen this trash bag and he thought there was a baby doll inside. But it was not a baby doll. It was actually the body of an infant. Apparently from what I've read, you know, the baby had kind of rolled out of the trash bag. So you could see that there was something there. It looked like a baby doll. That's why they were investigating it. But the baby was an he was a perfectly healthy baby boy. He was full term, guys. I mean, he was less than 24 hours old, though, and he still had the umbilical cord attached. So, of course, all the investigators come in and, of course, who threw this baby out? Who was his mom? You know, it was a major thing about it. I mean, I was only about 12 years old at the time, but it was one of those things that was everywhere. So... The first officers on the scene, and you know, this is very hard for him, that call had come at about 2.06 p.m. So this is actually in the middle of the day. It's not at night. It was during the daylight times when the baby was found. As I said, he was, you know, a full-term baby. He weighed like seven and a half pounds. He had a full head of dark hair, medium complected, and there were no drugs or alcohol in his system according to the autopsy. So it was apparent that the mother, you know, obviously, I don't want to say she wasn't doing anything like bad, like as in drugs or anything like that, where she would have wanted to get rid of the baby. But the fact that the baby was found on the side of the road and they had no idea who the parent was, it was very disheartening for officers because this is this poor little baby that they've just found, just thrown out. And it was heartbreaking. So the cause of death during the autopsy came in to show that the baby was born alive. And they say, some reports of it I've read, if you go back to the 1999 reports, they say the baby was alive when it was thrown from the vehicle. Others say the baby was already dead when it was thrown from the vehicle. But from what I understand, the baby was alive. According to the autopsy, if you go back to the original reports, the baby was alive. He had blunt force trauma and also a compound fracture to his right arm that was still bleeding. He had skull fractures, fractured ribs, pelvis, spinal column, and lacerations to one lung and his liver. 
So this poor little baby was completely beat up. I mean, he was in pretty bad shape. And these officers, since they didn't know who he belonged to, they kind of adopted him into the law enforcement community. Now, the sheriff, Moose Butler, at the time, he pleaded for the mother to please come forward. I mean, it was a big thing. They had these flyers with an actual picture of the baby on it saying, who killed baby Michael? It was a giant campaign to try to find out who the baby belonged to. They knew that the umbilical cord had not been cut by a professional, so they knew this was a birth somewhere at home. You know, was the mom in good health? Was she okay? But ultimately, all this time goes by, and they're not hearing from her. So by the end of March, they decide, you know, we, we got to do something with baby Michael. We can't, you know, he's, he needs a burial. He needs a, a resting place. So Kathleen Watts, who was a crime and, um, analyst, I'm sorry, at the Cumberland County Sheriff's Department, she didn't want him buried without a name. So she went through the steps to have him legally named Baby Michael after the patron saint of law enforcement officers. Now, the funeral was held on March 30th of 1999 at Harris Chapel Free Will Baptist Holiness Church, a Free Will Holiness Church on Duck Pond Road in Linden, North Carolina. The pastor actually donated this burial plot to Baby Michael. And all of the law enforcement, all of the members of that church and several members of the community came out to be there for his burial since he did not have a family. And they also had inscribed, we love you on his gravestone. That was, you know, people helped pay for that because he would not have had a headstone or a proper burial place had it not been for the community. And the sheriff's department who has went every single year on the anniversary to his gravesite to remember him and lay a wreath on his grave. This is something that has never died, guys. Now, we're coming up on the 21st anniversary of this. The third will be 21 years, and there have been several leads. They've chased them down. They've gone as far as South Carolina. They have done everything in their power to find out who this baby belonged to and have gotten nowhere with that. And it's been extremely devastating, but law enforcement has always said that they would not stop until they found out who it was that did this to baby Michael. So the entire thing that kind of came out was, you know, we have DNA because in, a, in the trash bag with baby Michael, there was also the placenta and there was a pubic hair. Now, back then, they did run that pubic hair, and they determined it was a Caucasian female or a Lumbee Indian female. So they were looking for, you know, that type race person. But still, you know, DNA, She when they entered it into the national database, this person was not in there, so there was no way to, you know, connect it to anyone. So after all of these years, tips, flyers, all of these things, what they did was they decided to take that DNA from the placenta and the hair and send it to Bode Technology in Virginia and have it run through the forensic genealogy database and see if they could find a match that way. Now, from what I have read on different websites, you know, from like the 20th year memorial they had last year, it was talking about how they were going to start this process. They were hoping that DNA would lead to the mother. So this process has been going on for, you know, close to a year, just getting the genealogy DNA, but it did link them to a family and they were able to take that family and then narrow down the family line until they figured out who this mother was. Now, before I get into that part, there's been a lot of people, you know, why did they throw the baby on the side of the road? And a lot of what the law enforcement detectives had come up with was that there is a dump in the area. 
a trash dump and that that day the trash dump was actually closed. So it seems as if maybe they were taking the baby to the dump and of course it was closed. So instead the baby was thrown out. There were sketches put out of a man and a woman who had been in an urgent care the night before, a very pregnant woman. She got upset because they told her they didn't do, you know, like maternity care. She would need to go to the hospital and they left. This couple was spotted in the area the baby was found the night before the baby was dumped and they described her as a pregnant woman. So the sketch had been put out, but again, there was never anything that came from that. So what happened next was we finally got a hit on this forensic genealogy. And if you don't really know what I'm talking about, that's where, you know, I want to know what my nationality is. So I'm going to send my DNA to, you know, Ancestry or whatever and pay this 50 bucks. And then they're going to tell me who I am. Pretty smart because basically what that's done is create a whole nother database of DNA that is able to be used as a resource for law enforcement and criminal investigations. So after they got this hit, they, you know, connect it to a family line, they narrow it down, they ultimately end up driving more than 200 miles west from where baby Michael was found to Burke County, North Carolina. And at that time, 54-year-old Deborah Riddle O'Connor was approached and she admitted that she was the mother of baby Michael. She was taken into custody at that time. She was brought back to Cumberland County, North Carolina. As I said, it's about 200 miles away from there and she was put into the Cumberland County Detention Center on charges of first-degree murder. Now, the thing from, they had a press conference today, and the, the sheriff, we have a new sheriff now, Moose Butler, had retired, and Sheriff Wright had said, you know, this person had a choice. She had a choice, but in this situation, the right choice was not made. And we're only 12 days from the end of 21st anniversary, you know, and it's perfect timing for that because I'm glad that we're able to get this closure right now, especially with the case, you know, it's every year around this time, it affects law enforcement so much. The soldier who found the body has maintained the cross at the site where the baby was found for years. In 2011, he went there and it had been completely vandalized. He did speculate on the news that he felt like maybe the mother had done it because she couldn't cope with what she had done. Of course, that was speculation, but they were able to bring her back to Cumberland County and charge her with first degree murder. Now, she had her very first court appearance today on February um, 21st, and they were apparently able to go ahead and indict her on the first degree murder charges and she will appear back in court on March 11th for her next court date. Um, the press release this morning, they didn't tell us a whole lot. They had said they were going to give us new information. We were hoping to be something we did not read in articles last night, but that wasn't the case. They said that at that point they did not say who the father was. They said that they couldn't tell us much about what she had said or what she had admitted to but that this is an ongoing investigation and they don't know if they're going to have any more arrests yet or anything like that. Now, they did say that Sheriff's Department will continue to go to his grave site every year, especially this year with it being his 21st birthday. 
Now they asked, you're going to see, I'm going to play you some of the press conference in a moment, if she seemed surprised that law enforcement was there and the detective had actually said no, that he thought that she knew this day was coming. I'm sure she did when, you know, she knew that a year ago they were doing this genealogy DNA. She does come from a family of pretty prominent people, so I'm pretty sure they probably have run their DNA through that sort of thing. So to me, it's honestly a wonderful thing that there's finally justice for baby Michael. He deserves it. I mean, 21 years. I don't know how she's been able to live with herself, look at herself. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. She does have two other sons that are grown that she lost custody of when they were younger. They grew up to be wonderful men. Obviously, they didn't turn out like their mother. According to her Facebook, you know, she has found the Lord now. I'm very happy for her because she's definitely going to need him where she's going. And there's been a lot of ruthless comments on her Facebook. I mean, you would not believe some of the things that people have said. But honestly, you know, people are very hurt and upset because we have waited so long for justice. And what she did to this baby is completely horrible. She did admit to it, guys. So it's not like we're, you know, just accusing her. She said she was his mother. So obviously she is the one that did this. So it's very, very disheartening to know that as a mother, you could just throw your child out like garbage on the side of the road. I mean, I don't, I can't think of any excuse where it would have been okay or where she could have hit it this long and thought that she was going to get away with it. I'm happy she's caught, and I do hope that they throw the freaking book at her over this. Now I am going to play you guys a little bit of the audio from the Channel 5 WRAL News from today, the 21st, about the case. They do show her in her beautiful little jumpsuit. If you would like to actually see the video instead of just hearing the audio from it, I encourage you to go to Mommy's Crime Time's YouTube channel and you can watch this and see it. Or, of course, go to WRAL.com and you'll be able to look at this and see all of the coverage that has gone on about this case since the very beginning. Robert O'Connor stood quietly in front of District Court Judge David Hasty as he read the charge against her. First-degree murder in the death of her one-day-old baby boy, authorities named Baby Michael. Law enforcement, we're just like anybody else. You know, we have families, we have feelings, and that affected this whole sheriff's involvement. It impacted the sheriff's office so much they provided a decent burial for the child and held memorials in his honor. They pledged to keep looking for his killer. DNA helped solve the case. We submitted DNA to uh, Bodie, which is specialized in DNA. So the DNA was submitted, came back to someone else's DNA, in turn led us to her. Investigators say the child was put into a plastic bag and tossed from a moving vehicle along Kennedy Pond Road. Lieutenant Adam Parnham arrested O'Connor in a Burke County home. He says she was not surprised to see him. No, sir, I don't. I, I believe she uh, knew this day was probably coming. That may have been highlighted in a Facebook post O'Connor made in November of last year. It said in part, you can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. Now it's up to District Attorney Billy West to seek justice for baby Michael. Uh, we do have an, an admission in the case and we do have the DNA. So uh, that in and of itself is, is quite a bit of evidence. 
Bill Connor remains locked up here at the Cumberland County Detention Center without bond. And the sheriff says even though they believe they solved this case, they plan to continue holding those graveside memorials. And Deborah, they said, especially this year, because this year, baby Michael would have been 21 years old. Boy, this was a case that impacted, and we all felt this, and investigators just never gave up. Gilbert Bay is live in Cumberland County. Thank you. Now, our affiliate in Charlotte had the opportunity to talk with Deborah O'Connor's husband, Charles. When I cannot stand that mugshot that they've got of her, I can't stand to look at it. Because that's the thought that Debbie I know. He said he doesn't think she's capable of murder and called the arrest, quote, a witch hunt. Charles and Deborah O'Connor have been married about 10 years. He is not baby Michael's father. And that was a clip of the news from the local WRAL Channel 5 here in Fayetteville. Now, as you saw, they were able to speak with her husband. And apparently he's very distraught about this. He is not happy. And he says that this has turned into a witch hunt. He says that he's had spells, spells of crying, haven't slept all night, and that both him and his mother, Jean Dillis, have said that Deborah O'Connor suffers from mental health issues. Dills, which is his mother, said it floored us. We don't know what to think. Now, Charles O'Connor does make the statement that I believe she is completely innocent. She is not that type. Obviously, he does not know the woman that he married very well. Maybe she was a good liar. She was good at hiding things, whatever the case may be. But she is the person who killed her child and left him on the side of the road like a piece of trash. So, as of now, she is locked up in the Cumberland County Sheriff's Detention Center where she needs to be. She will be seen in court on the 11th of March for her next court date. I'm hoping that then we'll get more information. We didn't find out a lot from the press conference, but I know you heard in that press conference part about the Facebook post she put up, and I'm going to read it to you because, guys, I shared this on my Mommy's Crime Time page last night because this was, like, so freaking prophetic, prophet, whatever you want to say. It was, like, it proved that, she knew her fucking day was coming, okay? It says, you can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. You can't whisper one thing in private and preach the opposite in public. The days come in when those whispers will be repeated all over town. Luke 12, 3. Yes. Freaking absolutely. What you do in the dark will come to the light. And how did you look at yourself for all of these years and know that you killed your baby? There are other, like her entire Facebook is this religious stuff. Like one said, be thankful today because in one moment your entire life could change. Um, hell yes. Your life sure as hell did change yesterday when that law enforcement freaking group came up to your house and said, hey, yeah, um, by the way, we're here to get you for killing, you know, and having baby Michael. She just, she disgusts me. And she even has things on her Facebook, like this little thing out to all law enforcement. Thank you for your service. Yes, law enforcement. Thank you for your service and getting justice for the baby that she murdered. Another thing that I've seen was on her husband's Facebook. And he had posted like, if you do the song by Montgomery Gentry, like, it's like, it's this song. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but he's like, there's 
Jenny with a baby in the car, and that's my uncle, something by up there by the courthouse. He'll be lowering the flag when the sun goes down. This is my town. Okay, he posted on like February 9th of 2018, like the lyrics of the song, but he was posting them like individual lines. So like each line, and he would change the names in it for like his family, and he put, and that's Debbie with a baby in the car. Whoa. Obviously, he didn't know that she would throw it out the window and murder it. Guys, I will be keeping you updated on this. This is a very, very local case to me. It's right down the road. If I can get into the courthouse, you best believe I will. I would absolutely love to watch her get convicted. I'm wondering, you know, will she take a plea? What's going to happen? Will she just go ahead and plead guilty because you know she's caught? And most of all, is she going to release the name of the father? We all want to know if he was involved because we do know those media reports said in the beginning that she was with a man or that the alleged woman that they thought was baby Michael's mom was with a man. Hopefully we'll find that out. But in the meantime, I just want to thank y'all so much for listening to this video. I may have rambled a little bit. I'm so angry about this because honestly, if you look at this woman's Facebook and you see the comments people have made to her, they know she's never going to see them. But there's so many comments like hate comments to her. I mean, she's not going to see them, so it's kind of a waste of your time, but it's a good thing she's locked up right now, or I swear she would have, like, a lynch mob coming after her. If it's a witch hunt, call it that, but she is a witch because this bitch killed her child, and she went on to live a happy life, saved by the Lord, for 21 years knowing what she did, knowing that law enforcement took care of her child. They were there every year for his ceremonies and the community. I hope she gets what she deserves. I want to say thanks for listening to Mommy's Crime Time. And please, you know, keep listening. We're going to have a lot more videos. I'm about to do one on Gannon's stock. And this one is going to be about spilling the tea on tea and talking about all of her mistruths. You can also follow me on Facebook on Mommy's Crime Time. You can also follow me on Instagram. And please follow my YouTube channel where you can see videos and other exclusive content. Thank you guys, and y'all have a great night, and remember to pray for baby Michael, who was thrown out like trash and should be turning 21 years old and living a normal, happy, healthy life.